The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, friends. You are listening to The Social Hour. I'm your host, Francis Leary, and I am so glad to be here with you today. You can reach me at radio at francisleary.com, and please make sure to connect with me online. You can look for Francis Leary, all one word, on pretty much every social channel, and you'll find me. You can also go to francisleary.com. So I'm really excited about today's show. We are going to be talking about tribal marketing today with a very special guest, Jeffrey Van Dyke. And I'm so excited to have Jeffrey here with us. Jeffrey is um, an international speaker and a strategist and a coach, and he works with uh, leaders and founders and business people to really help them um, understand their life's higher calling and transition into that legacy in order to have a meaningful and lasting impact on on the world. So welcome, Jeffrey. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's great to be here. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey and I met a few years ago. Um, he is the former CEO of Big Vision Business, and we were at a an event that Big Vision Business was uh, putting on. And a lot of it was about uh, discovering, well, at least the, the main takeaway for me was that discovering your higher purpose. And then I worked with Jeffrey after that to really uh, dig in more deeply and um tap into that uh, for me in my life and what that meant and how that uh, related to my business. So I am super excited to have Jeffrey here so that he can share some of his wisdom and experience with all of you who are listening today. So Jeffrey, um, in this first segment, um, I want to kind of look at you know, finding one's higher calling, and then we can talk about how that relates to marketing. But before all of that, um, I I know our listeners want to just hear a little bit about you. So would you mind sharing some of your story and how you came to be where you are today? Mm. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So uh, I I used to be a school teacher years ago um, when I got out of college. And um, a few years into being a teacher, my superintendent hired me away to be the uh, head of education for a dot-com startup. And that got me into a career in a couple different startups, and I eventually ended up at Microsoft in training and development. And um, it was kind of a curious thing to me because I always grew up feeling like there was something different for me to do. Right, that there was something unique for me to do. I'd, I'd look at nine to five jobs, and I just kind of in the back of my mind, even as a kid, just thought, no, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, uh, people like roadies, and not that I like had a big aspiration to be a roadie, but I'd I'd be like, how do you get those jobs? Right, like <laughs> where are those yeah. different careers? And um, and when I was in uh, dot com startups, it actually worked quite well because you can wear a lot of different hats and I'm a pretty creative guy. But once I got to Microsoft, um, eventually my job got smaller and smaller, meaning uh, there was less and less interesting things they wanted me to do, <laughs> more of one mm. thing they wanted me to do. And um, and so uh, I, I, I eventually just felt like, God, this is not using my gifts. This, mm-hmm. is, um, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And I, I didn't know if it was another job or another career, right? And I was like, maybe I just need another job and go back to startups. And the more I thought about it, the more it kind of gnawed at me that, nope, that wasn't it. And um, 
you know, the universe has an interesting way of putting people in your path at the right time in ways you would least expect. And for me, that came from a blind date. <laughs> really? Um, oh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, somebody uh, set me up on this date with a guy named James, and um, he was a really successful restaurateur in San Francisco, which, if you know anything about the culinary scene there, is, is a big deal. And, mm-hmm. um, and he used a coach to start his first restaurant. And he told me about how this coach asked him things like, you know, how are people going to feel in your restaurant? What kind of conversations are they going to have? Uh, if they leave the restaurant and talk about it the next day, what sorts of things are they going to say? How are they going to feel about it? And from there, I said, okay, great. If that's all true, now what's the price point on the menu? What's the decor? What's the location? Really built this restaurant from the inside out, found the soul of the restaurant, and then helped put the brick and mortar to work in service to that larger purpose. That fascinated me, right? I yeah. watched that date, and, and, and like, James and I didn't have a future, but uh, it was one of those pivotal moments because I, I, I kept talking to all my friends. I'm on a date with this guy who's a thing called a coach, and they'd be like, Jeffrey, you should do that. You'd be great at that. And then, you know, yeah, 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 right next person. Hey, I went on a date with this guy who's a thing called a coach. And, then, and they'd say, Jeffrey, you should do that. And, and, and after maybe a dozen of these conversations, it dawned on me gosh, maybe I should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's really what planted that seed that said, oh, there's, there's something else here for me, and it's not in tech anymore, um, and I don't know what this means for my life, and I don't, certainly don't know how to make this transition. I just know I need to take a step towards it. And that was really the beginning. You know, I got trained at an a International Coach Federation certified school. And um, of course, I'd been in training and development my whole professional career. So there was a lot of overlapping of skills, which really helped. Um, and eventually in 2006, a decade ago now, quit Microsoft, that big trust plunge where I cashed out some stock options and said like, all right, I've got to give this a go. And, you know, it certainly was not easy the first few years. I didn't know how to build my business I didn't know how to really find what was different about me in the marketplace and how to communicate that in a way that people could both see it and understand my value and then invest in working with me as a result. That Mm -hmm. definitely took some trial and error and time and uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, But eventually, you know, I found my way into my work in this world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think um, you, you touched on so many things that I think resonate with so many business people. Like so many of us get to that point where we, we, if we feel like everything is mundane, like we, we are going through these motions and we don't know um, why, and it's not resonating with who we are anymore. And yet we don't know what that next step is. Like we don't know mm-hmm. where to go. We don't know how to identify um, what our place is and how we can, if we do go out on our own or in our business, how we can differentiate ourselves um, in the marketplace. And I think for me, that's what you really helped um, help us do at Wired Flare because you helped me tap into what my higher calling is and then integrate that into the core values of our business for moving forward. Yeah, and eventually into your business strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, um, what would you mind sharing the higher per- per- excuse me, the higher purpose that you have realized for yourself? Sure. And I'll say as an aside before I share this, uh, because I'm a very pragmatic guy. As much as I do stuff with, you know, why are you on earth? I'm a really pragmatic guy. Just like I said a minute ago uh, about Wired Flare, like eventually helping that translate into strategy. It needs to land. It needs to become part of your business and how you make money. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's it, it's not going to sustain you, and then it's not going to matter if you know your purpose or not. <laughs> right. So um, right. Uh, I, I'm going to say this before I say the thing. Um, the thing I'm about, about to say, I would normally never share in marketing. This is not a marketing message. 
This isn't uh, customer-facing usually, but it is what drives me and sustains me and steers me forward in what I do and how I do it. And that is uh, my purpose is to really um, liberate people from the tyranny of their wounds. Mm. I find that so many people are actually in battle with themselves, even around uh, answering their calling or doing their work in the world. It's like the parts of them that say, no, I, 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 have, a, I have a job and I have a family to take care of. All true. Um, and, and so I should just hunker down and stay here and wither on the vine. Not true. <laughs> um, mm. You know, and, 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 and then the other parts that say, no, there's something more. I need to be alive. There's a reason I'm on this earth. What is it? Mm-hmm. And uh, those two things usually battle for people. They t- feel torn between them. And so while on one hand, yes, I help people understand what the calling is, what their work is, and how it translates either into their current leadership, their current business, or perhaps a new business or, or some form of thought leadership. Um, but underneath the surface, I'm also helping them reconcile that battle. Because Mm -hmm. there is a place people can find where they are aligned and reconciled to their work in this world and doing it and feel a level of peace and sanctuary, really, in their own being. And man, when that happens, then you can apply all your energy to the work in the world you're meant to do rather than a good portion of your energy to your inner battle. And I, I, I care about that so deeply because in order to really do your work in this world, you cannot also be in battle with yourself. So yeah, that's the deeper so, purpose. Yeah. Um, I, I love what you said about how, um, you know, you, you know your higher purpose for yourself and this isn't necessarily part of your marketing message. <laughs> so there's right. a difference in knowing it and having that as the foundation of, you know, what fuels and drives your your business um, development, your business growth, your strategy. Um, and and that's different from maybe, you know, the messaging that goes on your website, for example. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> so... For us, I mean, that's how we work with our clients in that way to really try to get down to the, the that core. You know, who are you? What are you trying to accomplish? And how can we create um, the the business messaging in a way that resonates with that? Um, always kind of keeping that at at the core, even though you know it's not the same words that are actually being used. That's just always that that ever existent driver. I think behind everything that we're doing and everything that we're help our, helping our clients do. So that's absolutely. Uh, it's and it does eventually inform who you call out to in the marketplace, right? Who you're looking for as a client, what kind of people you're looking for, what they're uh, interested in. It does inform uh, who you're a yes to and who right. you're saying, no, I'm not the best person in the world for you. There's actually other people you should be working with, not me. Absolutely. And I love getting to the place where you feel totally good saying that, like, no, <laughs> you know, and feel and feel that that's 100% right, you know, because they are just, it's not in alignment with who you are and as an organization and where you want to go. It's well, right. Thing. I mean, on one hand, when you're able to do that, you feel better because you're working with people you actually enjoy better. But it also, you know, again, my pragmatic self, it does have a bottom line purpose as well, which is the people that are the wrong clients for your company cost your company too much. They cost them in customer service needs. They cost them in people canceling accounts. It costs you from uh, them asking you to do things that aren't in your core competencies for your business. It mm-hmm. costs you too much to ro- work with the wrong people. Yes, I love that. That's absolutely right. I've never heard it put that way before, but that's 100% uh, absolutely true. So Thank you. And now we are going to head out to a short break. And when we get back, we will be here with Jeffrey Van Dyke. And we're going to look more at um, how do we, what are some strategies to help us sort of identify that higher purpose? And then what in the world is this whole tribal marketing thing? And how does that impact our business growth? So stay with us, everybody. And we will be back on the other side of two minutes. Mm -hmm. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. So great to have you here with us. I'm here with Jeffrey Van Dyke, and we are talking about identifying your higher purpose and um, the impact of tribal marketing. Thank you so much for being with us, Jeffrey. My pleasure. Um, Some really great information that we talked about in that first segment. And so now... um, we have a lot of things to think about with identifying our higher purpose and you shared some really great takeaways. So let's look at tribal marketing. Um, what, how would you define tribal marketing for us? Yeah. Well, so I'll kind of speak about tribal marketing and finding your higher purpose uh, at the same time because they're interrelated here. Great. Um, so my body of work is based on this core concept. Uh, that your life's experiences, in particular your biggest challenges, uh, your biggest struggles, your core wounds, you might call them, trained and developed you for your life's work. They honed you in a very particular way, unlike anyone else in the world. And while most marketers, when they're asking questions about target market or niche, are asking about, yes, demographics and perhaps some psychographics, it's usually fairly made up, right? I remember when I started my coaching practice and, and I went to marketing professionals and, and they said, great, you, you need a target market. And I said, okay. And I said, uh, what have you done? I said, well, I'm a trained musician. Uh, I was a teacher and I've worked in technology. I said, great, you can, you can work with uh, musicians or people in technology. And I was like, well, musicians have no money. <laughs> and I left technology for a reason. I don't want to work with those people, right? Mm-hmm. That was my old career. I, I left for a purpose. Uh, and, right. and, and, and it just felt like it all was too light and fluffy. Like none of it landed. None of it felt like absolutely that is my client. Those are the people I can go to bat for, right? And that's really what you need to find. You need to find the people you can go to bat for, the people you can absolutely put a stake in the ground for them. Uh, because those are the people that when they're in, in your presence, they can feel that conviction. And that's part of why they want to work with you, right? So what I've found is that I can actually decode who those people are and why you're the one for them by looking at your life history, not just what you've done uh, professionally or what you went to school for, but actually what your biggest struggles were. 
what your biggest challenges were, how you felt about those biggest challenges, how you felt about yourself at those times, how you grew and developed in response to those. It was actually a training program for your life's work. And we can decode that pattern to find the underlying reason your tribe is having struggles today and why they want to hire you. Now, nobody's consciously walking around going like, oh, here's the underlying reason I have the problem. No, of course not. They're just aware of the problem. But, uh, you know, if I give you uh, an example, like worked with an executive consultant not long ago, he had a big betrayal pattern in his, in his history. Given up for adoption, his wife left him for his business partner. Um, you know, it was like a betrayal pattern is obvious as day. And mm-hmm. um, I said, okay, well, the people that are going to get the best value from working with you also share this pattern. Now, mm-hmm. you can't market to it because there's not, they're not aware of it. This is, this is a kind of a transformational orientation towards marketing and delivery, right? But they're not aware of it, but it's the reason it's causing their problems in their business. Mm-hmm. So we talked a bit about who he's been working with, and he works in Silicon Valley, and he works with a lot of people uh, in the tech sector. Uh, and, you know, he came to me because he, he has a decent referral engine, but he didn't know how he was different from any other consultants in Silicon Valley, right, and how to mm-hmm. speak about his difference. And so I said, okay, if your CEOs have betrayal running in the background of their lives and it's influencing their leadership, how is it going to show up? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is they aren't going to trust people, right? If you have a big betrayal pattern, you don't trust people. And then I ask, great, where does that problem with trust manifest in their business in a way that's causing them pain and costing them money? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know, come to think about it, the people that I've done my best work with have this tendency to be a bottleneck in the business as CEO, and they keep their executive team at arm's length. They don't really utilize their executive team. But mm-hmm. all right, good, those are your people. Now, where is that costing them? When does that cost them? I said, mm-hmm. oh, well, the times when it's really costing them the most are when the sector they're in is in a, in, in a state of uh, fast innovation and them being the bottleneck is actually slowing down innovation, uh, slowing down profits, and threatening to kill their company. <laughs> yes, those are your people, right? And now he knows, oh, God, I know exactly who my people are. I know why I'm the one for them. I understand this betrayal stuff. I understand what it's like not to trust people. I understand what needs to happen for those leaders to learn trust. And, yes, he has the business acumen and business skills to be a consultant for them in their company, both. Mm-hmm. Right? It's what I call both a transactional ben- benefit and a transformational benefit that has to coincide. And where those two things come together, you have zero competition. There's no one on earth that can serve that tribe in that way like you can. And that's how you set yourself apart in the marketplace. And that influences the positioning. It influences the go-to-market strategy. It influences the messaging. It influences everything about how you approach the market. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. Very, very powerful thing. And I remember, you know, going through this process for ourselves. So you referred to transactional and transformational. Can you mm-hmm. elaborate then on what, what you mean by those two different aspects and them coming together to create this magical um, place? Yeah. Uh, so let's start with a marketing principle that people buy with emotion and justify their purchases with intellect, right? So people need to be emotionally compelled to you and to your services and to your offerings. But they also need to logically be able to justify handing you their money, right? Handing you their credit card, whatever it is, uh, signing the contract. And both of those two things need to happen simultaneously in marketing for it to really work. Um, So... In order to speak to the intellect, we need to identify that tangible 
identifiable problem that they're aware of and looking to spend money to solve. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what I do with my clients is I look at the core wound underneath, uh, you know, that's causing the problem, core wound being the real problem and, and the problem they're aware of being the symptom. But of all the symptoms, I look at the ones that are most intractable. And the reason I look for that is, one, because uh, those are the places where their, their challenges, their wounds, their past actually blinds them from the solution, and they actually do require your help to, to, to find the way forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the place where they're willing to spend the most money, where you can charge premium dollar amounts for your services, because no matter what they seem to frickin' throw at this problem, they cannot get a solution. They cannot figure it out, right? So I look for that intractable problem um, and where it manifests in the business, right? So for, for uh, your business, um, it, it might be we, we aren't telling our story correctly. And, mm-hmm. and, and I get it because when people talk about what we do, they're actually saying the wrong thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? We need, to, we need to be able to better articulate our story and then what might they be looking for? Oh, we need to do some video. We need to, we need to find a, a firm that can help us uh, share this story in video. All right, mm-hmm. great. So that's the transactional benefit. We'll create story-based videos that demonstrate the value of your company. Now, most transactional benefits are commodities. You do it, and a lot of other firms do it. And, in fact, if you don't find a transactional uh, benefit or promise that's a commodity, chances are there's not a market for it. So it's Mm -hmm. actually a good thing that it's a commodity. Now, the challenge with a commodity, of course, is how do you differentiate yourself? And how do you charge premium dollars for a commodity? Well, in order to do that, you need to add a transformational benefit, right? And uh, uh, your process might have a transformational orientation to it that actually, and what is transformation? We can make it sound all woo-woo, but really transformation <laughs> is just moving someone or something from one state to another. And in your example, it might be moving them from a state where they don't know the core values of the company and therefore can't create a compelling video to being clear about their values and understanding how to communicate them in video so that people respond. Right? So how you demonstrate your value then is like, yeah, we, we help craft these videos and tell your brand story. The way we do it, though, is we get inside the DNA of your company. We help mm-hmm. really understand the values that drive your company that will connect to the deeper values in your tribe and have them become loyal and want to follow you instead of any of your competitors. And when your right customers hear that, they go, oh... That's a deeper orientation. I'm not just hiring a video crew. I'm getting this transformation that we're going to go through that's going to result in better ROI for our company. So that's the combination of transaction and transformation that have to be woven together to have you be uh, set apart in the marketplace. Awesome. Um, So that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. So we are coming up to another break. So everyone who's listening, please stay with us. And while we're away, go find out more about Jeffrey by visiting jeffreyvandyke.com. And stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. 
She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I'm here with Jeffrey Van Dyke, and we are talking about tribal marketing. And we just finished um, discussion, or Je- Jeffrey was sharing about the um, where the transactional and transformational processes coincide um, in our business, and that really creates this magical experience and sets us apart in the marketplace um, like nothing else. Um, so, Jeffrey, I want to. Um, give our listeners some real strategies that they can take away and some ways that they can actually um, start to look at this for themselves. But before that, I just have a quick question for you. So this whole um, tribe, you've used the word tribe um, mm-hmm. and you know, there's tribal marketing. Could you explain to us really, what do you mean by tribe? Yeah. Uh, so, in the most generic sense, you could think about it as your target market or your niche, but I think about it as something stronger than that. It's a group of people that are bonded together by shared values and bonded together by shared challenges that they need to move through. And to be a tribal leader, you need to know what those shared challenges are in order to understand the transformational process you need to build into your company to help them not just achieve basic results, but also to be changed in the process, which is what will have them become raving fans and brand ambassadors. Awesome. Um, and I know for for us, like looking at, um, at our audience, our target market as a tribe, and really... Um, Understanding them more deeply um, has helped us um, just create a much more, um, well, just much more powerful, I think, business growth experience because um, we are serving the people who truly need what we have that no one else can provide in the same way that we do. Absolutely. Um, And there is a real connection with them. Let me just share this this piece for for my tribe um, just to share something about me personally. You know, I grew up as a gay kid in an evangelical household in the Midwest in the 80s. (laughs) Um, And so a lot of my wounding is around being different, around being an outsider, an outcast, fear of really saying who I was, fear of ostracization, etc. Right? That's part of what I call my life PhD. And we each have a life PhD. And by decoding what it is, I was able to see, oh, one of the drivers to my tribe, because a lot of my tribe are what I would call change agents, messengers, people that are meant to be reformers in their industry or in this world in some way. And, of course, the fear with being ahead of your time or an innovator is that people aren't going to get it, (laughs) that they're going to scoff at you, that they're going to ostracize you, that they're going to kick you out of tribe, and that has both an emotional cost and a real financial cost potentially for a business that needs to be attended to when you think about a go-to-market strategy, right? So that's, for example, one of the binding agents for my tribe. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's really powerful. So for all of our listeners, um, where do they start to begin to know First, like where their business is right now. And I, I mean, I would say that likely a lot of businesses out there are in the transactional only sort of uh, place. Um, and 
they see the value in what you're saying, but they don't know where to begin. So can, yeah. where do you start? Cool. So the first thing I would say is you can actually look at your business right now to see that you might actually be providing some transformation that you're not aware of. <laughs> uh, and the way to do that would be to look at your best clients, the clients that have become raving fans, you know, that just kind of somehow found you and it was this magical relationship. And look and see where was that client when they began, not just what did they need transactionally. Yes, look at that too, right? What were they looking for and willing to spend money on? That's the transaction. Mm-hmm. But also look and see how did they feel about where they were at, right? Where were they stuck in their thinking in terms of where they were at? And as you worked with them, you know, providing the transactional benefit that you promised and that they paid for, did you take them organically through some form of transformation? Right? Did you mm-hmm. help them think about their business or their lives in a new way? Uh, did you... Uh, uh, ask a series of questions that had them question why they were doing what they were doing and how to do it differently? Did you take them on a journey of transformation just organically because of how you lead and who you are? And you kind of didn't really recognize you were doing it. It just is how you roll. (laughs) But if you look at one, two, three, four, five clients, you'll start to see a pattern that's already there. And you can actually decode it by looking, of course, again, at the best clients, not at the ones that, like, got the transaction, were like, thank you, and off they went, eh, Mm -hmm. right? But the ones that became the raving fans. So that's the easiest way to do it without working with someone like me, right? Just decode (laughs) your own business's pattern. At a deeper level, the process I take people through is by examining their life story and, and creating an understanding of what I call their defining story. The defining story comes from your defining moment, your times of biggest challenge. And sometimes those are acute moments, right? The time, and, and, you know, we don't often talk about this in business, but the time you might have seen your alcoholic father smack your mom. How does that affect you, right? What did you believe about yourself and the world, and how did that shape how you grew as a human? Right? Or maybe you just grew up with a brother or sister who always outshined you and you felt like second fiddle. Well, if that's the case, there's a good chance that your best clients also feel like second fiddle in whatever industry they're in and are yearning to be the top dog. And mm-hmm. it's important for you to know that because that's actually the underlying motivation for their purchase decisions. Right? So th- the second thing I would invite people to do is just look at your life history, your defining moments. And ask yourself, uh, is there a story I made up about myself or this world that shaped my life? And can I see a correlation between that and what's going on underneath the surface in my tribe that's actually the unconscious motivators for why they do what they do, as well as the problems they're in right now and why they need you in their business? And then, of course, you would also have to look at, great, if, if I do find that, how do I talk about it in relationship to their problems? Because as I said, these unconscious motivators are unconscious and therefore you cannot market directly to them, but you can market to the symptoms of them and how they feel about those symptoms. Right. Um, so I know for us, um, something that I realized about myself was around uh, voice. So having voice or not having voice um, in my younger life and um, sort of hiding um, in my life um, for a number of reasons. And then as, and you helped me sort of tap into these. And I remember sitting in the um, the convention where we met or the event where we met and sort of this light bulb went off and that, you know, part of my um, calling really is to um, help, is to give voice to others that may not have one. And exactly. in the organization, yeah, in in the organizations we work with too, I find that part of the part of our transformational process is that we're helping our clients have voice in a different way. So, for example, the franchises that we work with, um, often there's a um, 
a, a problem or a disconnect in the communication processes between the franchisees and the franchisors. And um, when we come in and we're working with them, obviously that's not, they're not coming to us asking for that help. <laughs> However, what often happens is that we take them through this process that allows them to be able to voice in a different way um, and so that the communication between the franchisor and the franchisees is somehow is healed in a, in a way that, um, you know, is, is a byproduct of the way that we are working with them. And it's a really magical thing. And um, for me to be able to sort of recognize that a lot of this passion um, for creating these transformational processes came from my own background is a really powerful thing to, to recognize. Yeah. And that's, that's both when you have an inner conviction to put a stake in the ground for those people, which has them believe in you even more, and then you can deliver both the transaction that they paid for and this intangible other thing that makes them go, oh, my God, Francis, y- you changed our business. You changed our lives. Everything's different now. And that, in turn, creates a, a better working experience as well as uh, impacts their bottom line. Yeah, um, it's it's so rewarding to know that you have that uh, that impact on the people that you're working with, um, and I think. Well, we're going to come up on a short break here, and then when we come back in our last segment, I really want to look at what does this mean for a larger organization beyond when it's not one person, and how do we integrate all of this and have it have meaning for sort of everyone that's part of that process. So everyone who's listening, please stay tuned. We will be back with you with Jeffrey Van Dyke in just a couple minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network francis leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact have francis speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team she speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm here with Jeffrey Van Dyke, and we are talking about um, creating transformational and transactional experiences um, in our businesses. So in the last segment, we were talking about um, creating these transformational experiences, and Jeffrey gave us some strategies for how we can start. Now, my question now, Jeffrey, is, um, when you have a larger organization and there are a number of people that are working with you, how do you build this transformational process so that it's such a core um, in your business that everyone is part of that? Where do you start with that? 
Well, first you've got to identify what it is, and then you've got to identify how you deliver it, and eventually systematize it. It doesn't become part of your systems. It doesn't become part of your business, right? So, um, you know, if you look at all the big uh, companies that people are often fanboys of or fangirls of, companies like Zappos, right, you can see that that's built into the fabric of their company. Uh, I also like to think about Southwest Airlines. Um, now, I haven't had the pleasure of interviewing their CEO, but uh, I've got to imagine that that CEO had a big wound around being highly controlled in his childhood. Why? Because the entire airline is built around freedom. Freedom to mm-hmm. sit where you want to sit. Freedom to change your plane ticket at will without penalty. Freedom for the flight attendants to have their personalities fully mm-hmm. expressed. Right? It's freedom, freedom, freedom everywhere. And it's in the policies of the company. And the, uh, it's woven into the day-to-day fabric of how they do what they do. And that's a requirement. So is this, is this written down? I mean, is this something that's built into operations manuals? Uh, is it taught at leadership, you know, at, at company meetings? Um, like, how do you integrate this? In, how do you systemize it, systematize it? So, um, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I work with people, I, I always work with founders. Um, because I find that the opening fractal of the unconscious motivators, sometimes uh, the the wound-driven motivators for success, are found in the uh, the founder's DNA. And Mm -hmm. so I always work with founders as a starting place. Once we understand, like, oh, given your history, or if there's a handful of founders, their collective histories, um, this is the underlying pattern, And based on that, here's the transactional problems that your tribe is looking for help around. You know, and um, by the way, when when, when I do that piece, oftentimes it streamlines people's uh, businesses in terms of what are their offerings. You know, sometimes people's companies get too bloated or they're going in a lot of different directions that actually they have no business going in. And Mm -hmm. uh, when we do this, they start to see like, oh, we, we shouldn't be doing that. Um, I worked with a company in Israel a few years ago that once we went through this process, they said, oh, we have one core competency. We need to put all our eggs in that basket. And uh, within a year, they grew their revenues by 300%. Um, so the first thing I do is that. Then I go, great, what's the transformation that the client's going to go through in this process? And, you know, depending on your company, it could be light or it could be stronger. When we're talking about a Zappos or a Southwest, it's not a particularly heavy transformation, right? Um, Because the interaction isn't very deep. But with other companies, the interaction they have with uh, their customers is oftentimes quite deep. And so we have to look and see how could that be built into the customer experience. And... um, given how it might be built into that. And and this is where we often have to bring in other uh, department heads uh, and start to strategize, right? First, we have to communicate, this is the transformational experience we want them to have. And how might we integrate this into how we serve the customer? Mm -hmm. And based on that, um, is there any training we need to deliver to employees? Are there new processes and procedures that need to be put into place? Um, For example, uh, I I know Zappos, one of the decisions they made is that they wouldn't have a time limit for their customer reps on the phone with customers. Most most customer service departments do, and their goal is actually to have a small amount of interaction with a customer so they can get to service more customers, right? It makes logical sense, but Zappos said no. We want this brand stickiness. We want loyalty. We want to deepen the relationship with the customer. And I said, you know, honestly, well over 90% of all our interactions are all online. So, you know, the, 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 the amount of phone calls we actually get is, in the grand scheme of things, pretty minimal in the grand scheme of our business. Mm-hmm. So let's take that opportunity to deepen the relationship with our customers. And, um, you know, that's a policy, that got put into place. 
and it served them quite well. And it's a policy that, uh, to bean counters on its own, doesn't make any sense, <laughs> right? right? If you're just looking right. at it from a bean counter point of view, and I'm not like dissing bean counters, I'm just saying any of us looking from a bean counter point of view, doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. But if we look right. at it from this trend, transformational process, it very well may be integral to giving this transformational experience to our customers and thereby having the customer have the experience of, wow, there's nobody else I want to work with. You're the company I want. You're my vendor, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, 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 where we, that's, that's where you'd look first is what is it? What policies and procedures and strategies would we need to implement to bring this into the reality of the customer experience? And then finally, uh, what training and implementation do we need to do to make this a reality? Right. Well, that's that's really wonderful, really powerful stuff. And I think for us, this has made, well, I can't even imagine um, my business and what it would be like uh, were we not, had we not gone through this process. And, and I think it's an ongoing process as well. I mean, that we evolve. Um, and we're, it's something that we're, we're always uh, looking at. And, um, and I love that, you know, everyone who's a part of my business um, and, and on our team is part of this process. And we really have integrated into our processes, developing this social um, process within our company that really drives us as we move forward. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being with us here today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, and for awesome. all of yeah, it's been really great. For those of you who are listening who are in the Los Angeles area, uh, Jeffrey leads um, an event every month in L.A., and uh, you can find out more about that by Actually, going to the, Jeffrey's the, the, the website. The best website for that, Francis, would be mm-hmm. jeffreyvandykelive.com. Oh, perfect. Okay, so Jeffrey Van Live, sorry, JeffreyVanDykeLive.com. And yep. to find out more about Jeffrey and everything that he brings to the world, uh, please visit his website at JeffreyVanDyke.com. And there is no E at the end. It's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-V-A-N-D-Y-K.com. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Jeffrey for being with us. And, of course, everyone, please connect with me online. You can visit my website at Francis. FrancisLeary.com or find me at Francis Leary pretty much everywhere on the internet. So thanks for being with us and please tune in next time to the social hour. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the social hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a soulful connection with your audience. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.